Good evening. Our top stories, Keenan Allen is going to be out for Thursday night football. He's battling a heel injury, and Keenan Allen is going to be a no-go, which means we're going to be seeing Easton Stick throw into Josh Palmer, Quinton Johnston, Gerald Everett, Alex Erickson, Jalen Guyton, Donald Parham. Good luck to the Chargers. The season was already over. Now it is official. And it's not just the Chargers that are hurting, too. Josh Jacobs not expected to play tomorrow. Devontae Adams battling an illness, but we do expect to see him. And then there's the wide receiver position. Tyreek Hill has an ankle injury. Jamar Chase has an ankle injury. DJ Moore has an ankle injury. Chris Olave has an ankle injury. Now, some of these guys are expected to play. Some of these guys are expected to miss. We've got all that and much, much more on Player Profiler today. We are back, and unfortunately, Keenan Allen is not right at the start of the fantasy football playoffs round one. No Keenan Allen. He is out with a heel injury, didn't practice at all this week. And so now, everyone who stacked Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert, not only did you get the devastating news that Justin Herbert was going to be done for the season, but now you're without Keenan Allen for round one of the playoffs. Two guys who helped carry you to the fantasy football playoffs. Two guys you thought were going to carry you to a fantasy football championship. And yet here we are. Easton Stick and now QB1 for the Los Angeles Chargers. Former North Dakota State quarterback. He followed Carson Wentz and preceded Trey Lance. We've seen a run of different starters from North Dakota State. Easton Stick going to be the third NDSU quarterback to start over the last couple of years, joining Trey Lance, joining Carson Wentz. And he's going to be throwing to Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer is going to make his return. Quentin Johnston was the wide receiver one in terms of routes run last week. Jalen Guyton's a little bit banged up. And so he runs fewer routes than Quentin Johnston. Last week, the wide receiver two alongside Quentin Johnston and Keenan Allen was Alec Erickson, who just joined the team. And then there's Gerald Everett at tight end. There's Donald Pardum at tight end. Basically, what this means is Austin Eckler is going to have a massive target share. And now I know you've probably seen the video of Theo Greminger, one of the brightest minds in the fantasy football industry. Theo Greminger talking that Austin Eckler has not looked good this season. He's looked a little bit dusty. He's not been particularly effective. And Theo is right. Austin Eckler isn't the same guy that he once was, but given the volume, he was able to get there last week and now the receiving volume that he's going to have with Easton stick without Keenan Allen, that's going to be massive. So while I don't feel good about playing Austin Eckler this week, while I don't trust Austin Eckler, he's the only startable option for the chargers offense. Maybe Josh Palmer has a flex play wide receiver four if you're desperate, but Austin Eckler, you got to ride with him now that this shift to Keenan Allen being out. Yes. Ruckus is absolutely correct. Raiders DST is going to be fire to the moon. What up, my friend? Happy to have you on the show. But speaking of the Raiders, they're hurting too. Josh Jacobs not expected to play this week. He didn't practice all week. And now not expected to be active for Thursday night football. And the Raiders, like the Chargers, they're still technically in the playoff race, but they're not. Everyone knows they're not, that they've been eliminated. So Josh Jacobs, 
may as well just sit him for the Raiders. They're hoping to re-sign him, but Josh Jacobs is going to be one of many, many running backs entering free agency. Remember, Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, and then there's going to be guys getting cut like Alvin Kamara. J.K. Dobbins is a free agent. Cam Akers, pretty much that entire class. Antonio Gibson, free agents. Raheem Mostert, free agent. So many free agents across the NFL at the running back position. But Josh Jacobs, probably not going to play this week. So we're going to see Zamir White as the between-the-tackles runner. We're going to see Amir Abdullah as the satellite back. Can you start either of them? No, especially because left tackle Colton Miller is going to be out. Center Andre James is going to be out. So the Raiders, not only do they have issues in their running game, we don't know what the workload's going to break down for the Raiders between Zamir White and Amir Abdullah. The offensive line's banged up. Devontae Adams de- dealing with an illness. We do expect Devontae Adams to play, but all in all, this is just not a good situation for either team. You're playing Austin Eckler. You're playing Devontae Adams. And that might be it other than the Raiders. Actually, you could probably play the Chargers DST too at this point because the Raiders are going to be starting Aiden O'Connell. Once again, there were rumors that he could bench Aiden O'Connell for Jimmy Garoppolo, for Brian Hoyer. Fun story that Aiden O'Connell has been. He's proven that he's not the guy over the past couple of weeks, but it just doesn't make sense to pivot back to Jimmy Garoppolo. Because Jimmy Garoppolo is not the answer. You're not a winning football team, so you may as well just continue to roll with the rookie, and that's what they end up deciding. So Aiden O'Connell going to be starting again, going to be throwing to Devontae Adams, who you have to start. I don't know who you're playing at the running back position. Zamir White, Amir Abdullah. It's going to be a split, going to be a committee. You're playing Austin Eckler now that Keenan Allen's out because you have to, but this is just a mess of a Thursday night game when it had so much promise. But... Before we get into more news and notes around the NFL, we've got a word from the pod father. This episode is brought to you by Rival Fantasy. Rival Fantasy, the coolest fantasy platform not enough people know about, but they will once I'm done, baby, because they're always innovating. They just rolled out seasonal leagues. We set them up for patrons, for our listeners, and they funded over $1,000 in payouts. That's what Rival's all about. They're always innovating. They already had the fantasy book where you can take overs and unders, stack them up, multiply your payout, but then they added challenges so you can set your own lines and put them out there for the community and then you can browse the community's lines and say hey this guy's crazy i'm gonna take the other side it's cool and they have fantasy bingo rival fantasy is reminding me how much fun i can have with fantasy football and use that promo code player the promo code is player they give you a 100 instant deposit match plus 25 dollars plus a free play that promo code is player for up to 125 dollars in deposit bonus and a free play You can't beat it. Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's right there. It's $5 to download, and then every year it's $5 to load the next incoming class of rookies. You can add Superflex, add Titan Premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player, and you can compare their lifetime value rating from Player Profiler to their Dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer, so you'll never lose another Dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set, this is a win-now team, this is a rebuilding team, and then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side by side. 
prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the app store. There's some add-ons for Superflex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing, and it's going to be well worth it. It is absolutely going to be well worth it. We love the DFS Dominator. We love all the products that we have over here at Player Profiler. What we don't love is all the injuries, especially at the wide receiver position. It is absolutely brutal. Before we get to that, though, we have some questions in the chat. Is Xavier Hutchinson worth a stash or a void since he has Mills at QB and Nico should be back soon? Nico Collins dealing with a calf injury. Xavier Hutchinson did see an increase in snaps. He did actually have more snaps played, more routes run than we did see from John Mechie. However, John Mechie got the targets. I'm still a believer in Xavier Hutchinson. I am a fan. Part of that is my friend Seth Diewold and his bias towards Iowa State. But worth a stash. Just don't think it amounts to a whole lot. But we want pieces of this Texans offense, even with Davis Mills. Because CJ Stroud could be back soon or could still play. Unlikely plays, but could happen. Hello to Senor Football in Toronto. Dave, happy to have both of you on the show as well. First round playoff help start to Monroe St. Brown, Puka Nakua, or Rashi Rice. Leaning Rice over Brown, but not confident about sitting my second round pick. I'm not sitting a Monroe St. Brown. He did have a bad game this past weekend against the Chicago Bears. The Broncos, though, will be a better game. And I know the Broncos defense has been good. It's been much improved. I know you're probably worried about Patrick Sertain, but remember, Patrick Sertain is an outside cornerback. Amon Ross St. Brown is a slot receiver. So I think you still have to go Amon Ross St. Brown and Puka Nakua. Unfortunately, I think you have to sit Rashi Rice because I just can't sit Amon Ross St. Brown. He still had the targets last week, just didn't come up with the receptions. That's a rarity for Amon Ross St. Brown. Do you really expect two bad games in a row from the Sun God? I do not. I expect him to bounce back. Non-PPR in Joku or Goddard? Absolutely in Joku from what we've seen, his connection with Joe Flacco. Also, which three running backs? Rashad White, Zeke, and Jameer Gibbs, Brees Hall, or Devon Achan? Ooh, Rashad White is an easy one. Then Jameer Gibbs, because the Broncos' run defense is still terrible, still absolutely horrible. So we're going with Jameer Gibbs. And then it depends. I think we. I think you got to go Ezekiel Elliott, actually. I, no, he's against the Kansas City Chiefs. Never mind. I'm going to go Devon Achan if he practices. If he gets a full practice in tomorrow and Friday, then Devon Achan. If not, Priest Hall. Zeke, love what we saw this past week. Love the resurgence. But against the Kansas City Chiefs, I am not expecting them to move the ball. Anyways, back to these wide receivers and all the ankle injuries. Tyree Kill, ankle injury. Jamar Chase, ankle injury. DJ Moore. Ankle injury, Chris Olave, ankle injury. Now, Tyreek Hill, I expect to miss this week. I really do expect Tyreek Hill to miss this week. It was a high ankle mechanism. We haven't had an official report on what the injury is, but he was already dealing with an ankle injury, then aggravates it. He was able to go in and out of the game, but that's adrenaline that is allowing him to power through. The longer he goes, the longer that adrenaline wears off, the less mobile mobile that Tyree kill is. And we saw that towards the end of the game. That's why Tyree kill wasn't in there at the end of the game on the final drive. So Tyree kill, I think he's going to miss this game, unfortunately, which is sad because the dolphins have been so, so good with Tyree kill one and four in games where Tyree kill doesn't reach a hundred yards. Insane. How reliant on Tyree kill is 
that's probably going to go to one and five now because they're probably going to lose. How do the Dolphins even play this week? I am blanking on that. Either way, Tyree Kill, not expected to play. Speaking of how good Tyree Kill is, that, that stat was brought to you by Cody Carpentier, the legend in the industry. Also, Cody Carpentier picked up Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, when the 49ers give Christian McCaffrey less than 20 touches, they're one and three this season. When Christian McCaffrey has less than 100 yards, they are one and two. In the year 2023, who would have thought that a wide receiver and a quarterback would be in the MVP conversation? But here we are rounding out the Miami Dolphins. Devon Achan does not practice with a toe injury. The hurt Achan does scare me. So it's going to depend on his practice status tomorrow. If he doesn't practice tomorrow, then you're not playing Devon Achan. If Devon Achan doesn't practice tomorrow, I would play Brees Hall instead. If he gets a full or a limited in tomorrow, then I lean towards Devon Achan, especially if he gets a full in on Friday. But if he's limited tomorrow, limited Friday, or if he doesn't practice tomorrow, then you're going to go with Brees Hall. I'm just scared off by Ezekiel Elliott in the matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs, even though the volume is going to be there. Raheem Mostert didn't practice, but we see that all the time. Mostert usually doesn't practice on Wednesday. Sometimes he doesn't practice on Fridays too. Mostert still the lead back. And at center, the Miami Dolphins are making some moves at center. Connor Williams sent to injured reserve after tearing his ACL. The backup, Liam Eichenberg, is now not practicing with a calf injury, so they signed Jonathan Harrison to the active roster, signed Matt Skura to the practice squad, but the Dolphins taking some injuries at the wrong time. Now, the one player with an ankle injury, the one wide receiver to practice today, despite the ankle injury, was Jamar Chase. He's limited in practice with an ankle injury, and Jamar Chase says that he's going to play. And I believe Jamar Chase. If he's only limited today, if we have no reason to believe that he had a high ankle sprain, then I trust Jamar Chase. I believe he is going to play, especially the fact that he was limited. Now, DJ Moore and Chris Olave, I don't know. Because we don't know if it's a low ankle, if it's a high ankle. We're going to assume both of them are low ankle sprains because we did not see a high ankle mechanism. We did not see their leg move in a way that would imply a high ankle. So we're just going to trust them and assume it's a low ankle sprain. Hopefully they practice tomorrow in some capacity. If we get a limited session in from DJ Moore, if we get a limited session in from Chris Olave, then I expect them to play. If they don't practice tomorrow, then it's going to come down to Friday, whether or not they are active. But for the fantasy football playoffs to have these questions, all these injuries, just scares me just a little bit. Speaking of the Bears, Yannick Ngakwe, their edge rusher who has combined with Montez Sweat to turn this defense around, broken ankle out for the rest of the season. As for the Saints, Taysom Hill back at practice with a foot and left hand injury. Remember, he didn't practice last week, didn't play this past weekend. Rashid Shahid also limited with a thigh injury. We saw Rashid Shahid didn't practice this past week, or sorry, didn't play this past week. He got some limited sessions in towards the end of the week. So there's a chance that Rashid Shahid does return for the New Orleans Saints. We'll see tomorrow. We'll see if he gets a full practice in, whether it's a limited session again. But I'm also expecting that we're not going to have Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco did not practice today. He's got the shoulder injury. It's the same shoulder that he had surgery on during the offseason. Not looking good for Isaiah Pacheco. Didn't practice at all last week. Didn't practice today. And there were rumblings that he could land on injured reserve. The fact that he wasn't placed on IR is good. It means he's probably not going to miss four games, but... Isaiah Pacheco could still miss three games, so he could miss the fantasy semifinals. He could miss this coming week. Isaiah Pacheco 
you hate to see it. It absolutely hurts. But like we were talking about last week, Jarek McKinnon could end up being a league winner. And Jarek McKinnon absolutely over Chase Brown. Jarek McKinnon, we know is going to get the targets. We know he's going to get the snaps. Now, Chase Brown was electric. It was very exciting to see him break that long touchdown reception. But he still only played 18 snaps to 36 for Joe Mixon. So this is still a heavily skewed towards Joe Mixon scenario. Now, Chase Brown is going to see more work than he had. But it's just going to depend on the explosive play, whereas Jarek McKinnon, you can trust is going to get those targets every single week. So Jarek McKinnon over Chase Brown for sure. Speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs, they're also without their left tackle. Donovan Smith doesn't practice today with a neck injury, though in relief of Donovan Smith, Wanye Morris, the rookie offensive tackle out of Oklahoma, he actually played a little bit better than Donovan Smith has so far this season. So could upgrade the Chiefs offensive line very, very potentially. We also saw Jonathan Taylor. He did not practice today. He's got the thumb injury. Ramondre Stevenson didn't practice today. He's got a high ankle sprain as well. Don't expect Ramondre to play. Don't expect Jonathan Taylor to play. Maybe Jonathan Taylor returns next week for the fantasy football semifinals. Ramondre Stevenson could technically return next week, but he's got a high ankle sprain. I don't trust Ramondre Stevenson for the rest of the season, If he, even if he is active. Jonathan Taylor returns and you can put him in your lineup. But we'll also have... Demario Douglas, wide receiver one for the New England Patriots. He's coming out of concussion protocol, returns to practice. But I don't trust starting him either because the Patriots are a weird team. And when you don't practice for the Patriots for so long, is he just going to walk right back in and be the wide receiver one? Especially after the game we saw from Juju Smith-Schuster. It's a new quarterback as well, Bailey Zappi. So I'm going to wait a week before I trust Demario Douglas in my lineup. But maybe I'll be forced to play Demario Douglas because Chris Olave, DJ Moore, Tyreek Hill could all end up missing. What a week. What a week for the fantasy football playoffs to be kicking off on. Other injuries around the NFL. Brian Robinson doesn't practice with a hamstring injury. Looks like it's going to be another week of Antonio Gibson as the running back one, even after the commanders missed last week with a bye. Brian Robinson still not healthy. Deontay Johnson also pops up on the injury report with a knee injury. Now, he didn't practice or wasn't listed on the injury report yesterday. The Steelers play on Saturday, so we're getting reports on them a day early. No issue with Deontay Johnson yesterday. Picks up a knee injury, doesn't practice. Is this a precautionary move? Is this something that's lingered throughout the season? Because this is something that the Steelers are apt to do. I don't know. We'll find out with the practice reports tomorrow. Same with Chris Godwin. Also doesn't practice with a knee injury. Hollywood Brown doesn't practice with a heel injury. Michael Wilson back at practice, though. So that is exciting. Team's getting healthier. Team's getting more injured. CJ Stroud doesn't practice. He's in concussion protocol. He's getting a little bit better, according to head coach D'Amico Ryans, but what does that actually mean? It means nothing. It is just pure coach speak. So I don't expect to see C.J. Stroud this week. I think we're going to get Davis Mills as QB1 for the Houston Texans. Don't think he'll be throwing to Nico Collins as well. Nico Collins does not practice. Now, he is at practice. He does some individual work, but he doesn't have his helmet in, so they don't count him even as limited because even in the individual works, he wasn't able to participate fully in those. So he's out there. He's moving around just a little bit, hoping that he can return, hoping that this is just a one week injury earlier in the season. We saw Nico Collins miss one game with a calf injury, probably going to miss again, but Dalton Schultz likely going to be playing this week. He's trending towards a return from the hamstring injury that caused him to miss the past two games. Christian Watson, still not at practice, still battling a hamstring injury. Aaron Jones, still limited. 
still dealing with the knee injury. The Browns have Jerome Ford limited with a wrist injury, and the Browns are taking a beating right now on defense. I expect Jerome Ford to play, but on defense, Grant Delpit, the safety that we just talked about yesterday, just signed a three-year contract extension worth $36 million. He's had an injured reserve with a groin injury. Now, he could return for the playoffs. That's what the Browns are hoping. But a Browns team that relied on the defense and some good football from Joe Flacco takes a hit. And it takes another hit because Ogbo Okoronkwo, the edge rusher, their third edge rusher, it's Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith are the top two. And then Okoronkwo mixes in as that third guy, some NASCAR packages. He's headed injury reserve as well. His season is over with a pec injury. So the Browns taking a beating right now on the injury front. The Giants aren't sure when Darren Waller is going to return. He's getting closer, but they're still not sure when they're going to open the 21-day practice window. So not like you were going to play Darren Waller when he returned from the hamstring injury anyways. We've seen enough tight ends emerge that you probably have a Trey McBride, a Pat Fryer, Muth, and Isaiah Likely, and you wouldn't have to force it with Waller, but I'm probably not going to have that option either way. We are probably going to have the option to play Justin Jefferson, though. He was limited today. He was limited yesterday. He's got a chest injury, and Justin Jefferson says that he is going to play. He's calling it an inner bruise. Nothing broken, nothing fractured. Justin Jefferson expects him to play, and I tend to believe Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, when he had the hamstring injury, he played it straight. Said he wasn't going to rush it, says he wasn't going to make any promises he couldn't keep. If Justin Jefferson's telling me he's going to play, then I tend to believe him. Though I do not believe Alexander Madison will be playing this week. He did not practice today with an ankle injury. Left the game early this past week for the Minnesota Vikings, expecting he's going to be out. Expecting Ty Chandler going to get a lot of run for the Minnesota Vikings. Now, they are going to be without their right tackle, Brian O'Neill. He's not practicing right now. But Ty Chandler, first round of the playoffs, some injury issues. Josh Jacobs not expected to play. You could do worse than Ty Chandler, especially if you have Alexander Madison on your roster and you need a replacement for him. For the Jaguars, it is good news. Trevor Lawrence practicing in full with the ankle injury. A Trevor Lawrence high ankle sprain doesn't matter. Now, it's not a running back. It's not a wide receiver. It's completely different. The explosiveness isn't as necessary at the quarterback position, which is what the high ankle sprain saps, but it's still very, very impressive to see Trevor Lawrence playing through this high ankle sprain. Travis Etienne continues to be limited by the rib injury, but you're continuing to play Travis Etienne. Anyways, especially because the offensive line is starting to get healthy. Everyone's back at practice at this point, minus Cam Robinson, who's on injured reserve, but Jaguars starting to look like they might be getting healthy at the right time. Same with the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. All season long, Josh Allen's been listed on the practice report full with a shoulder injury. Josh Allen, not healthy, which just makes the ball that he has been playing, the fantasy football performances that he has had so much more impressive. Josh Allen being the quarterback MVP of fantasy football. Won't get the real-life MVP because of the turnovers, but in fantasy football, he is still dominating. Dalton Kincaid limited with a shoulder and thumb injury, but expect him to play in Dawson Knox, who just returned from the wrist injury. He's practicing in full, expect him to go once again. And the Bills are hoping that Josh Allen, Dalton Kincaid, Dawson Knox, Stephon Diggs, and everyone else can lead them to the playoffs. But there are no clinching scenarios for the Buffalo Bills right now. They're not even in the playoffs as we speak right now, but they are hoping to make that push over the final four games. We can see four teams clinch this week, though. The 49ers are already in the playoffs. We know that. The Ravens can join the 49ers and become the first team in the AFC to clinch with a win, plus combinations of losses by the Broncos, the Bills, the Browns, the Steelers, the Texans. Need at least 
three of those teams to lose also can make it if they lose, but Pittsburgh in the, or no, sorry, I, I can't remember. I didn't write this down well enough. If Pittsburgh and Indianapolis tie though, the Steelers and the Colts tie, that can also be okay for the Baltimore Ravens. But in the NFC, we could see up to three teams clinch playoffs. The Dallas Cowboys can join the 49ers with a win or tie. So that's it. Cowboys can handle their own business this week. Win and they are in. Tie and they are in. But even if the Cowboys lose, they still make the playoffs. If the Rams and the Seahawks lose, or any combination of the three of the Packers, the Rams, the Falcons, the Seahawks, the Lions, the Bucks, and the 49ers end up losing. Crazy that there are still so many teams still in playoff contention. And the Eagles are in a very similar position. The Eagles can clinch playoffs with a win or tie, or if they get a combination of losses by the following three teams, Packers, Falcons, Rams, 49ers, Lions, Vikings, and Bucks, any three of those teams lose, and the Eagles are in the playoffs even with a loss. But Eagles and Cowboys both win, and you are in scenarios. Final team that can clinch the playoffs this week is the Detroit Lions. Now, the Lions are not win and you are in. The Lions need to win, and they need a combination of three losses by the Seahawks, the Packers, the Vikings, the Rams, the Bucks, and the Falcons, but it can still happen. The Lions can still clinch the playoffs this week, and so can the 49ers. Now, the 49ers have already clinched playoffs. The 49ers can clinch the NFC West with a win over the Arizona Cardinals or a loss or tie by the Los Angeles Rams. Playoffs are heating up. I cannot believe how many teams are still in the playoff hunt. What a fun season of NFL football at this point. Now, moving on to the rest of the NFL news and notes across the NFL. We've got the NFL heading to Brazil. Brazil will officially have a game in 2024 in Sao Paulo. And then in 2025, we are going to jump from four games, four games international to eight games international. The NFL is aggressively pushing its expansion into international audiences. NFL is king in North America, and they are looking to crack into some of the markets across the NFL. Now, the team of Brazil, because you remember a couple years ago, the NFL teams could bid for media rights to other countries. The team of Brazil is the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins own the media rights to the NFL market in Brazil. So I will not be surprised if we see the Miami Dolphins down in Brazil in 2024. And in 2025, we're going to see more teams expanding to other countries. And it's going to be great. I love the international expansion by the NFL. This came from the NFL owners meeting today. We got a lot of news coming out of that including Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith is expected to be safe, not expected to be fired unless things absolutely fall down around. If there's a late season collapse, then maybe it'll happen. But Arthur Smith expected to still be the starting quarterback or start starting head coach, not even starting <coughs> expected to be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons and Bill Belichick is not expected to be the head coach of the New England Patriots. We've been talking about this for a while. Now, there's suddenly a flip-flopping. Oh, well, this was the report at the time. Things could still change. I think we all know that Bill Belichick is out. What's the point of the international games if they have terrible matchups? Well, sometimes they do have terrible matchups. I'll give you that. But Dolphins versus Chiefs in Germany was absolutely not terrible. 
Colts Patriots was a bad matchup, but it's not all bad. And if the NFL is going to be serious about this, I think we're going to see more quality games like the Miami Dolphins going to Brazil, if that's how they end up playing it. So I understand what you mean. We want to get good games overseas, but even then the spectacle of it is still drawing eyes. People are still having fun. Even at these bad games, you'll see the balls, the beach balls going around the stadium. looks like a very fun time. Sounds like a fun time at the NFL owners meeting. We're going to be seeing the roast of Tom Brady in short order. He's going to be roasted by Jeff Ross and others on May 5th. And we've also seen the hip drop tackle. The hip drop tackle is expected to be eliminated. That was decided today at the NFL owners meeting. Now, it's not to vote for it, all that. But you can just tell based on the words that they use after the meeting what we're going to be looking at. So the hip drop tackle expected to be eliminated. The kickoff very well might be eliminated. They did the one-year rule of the fair catch that puts you up farther. And I think based on the language we are hearing, they're either going to expand that, alter it, or just eliminate the kickoff altogether. If it's not this year coming, it's going to be the next year. But we are not going to see the tush-push banned. Jerry Jones comes out in favor of keeping the tush-push. The NFL competition committee is in favor of keeping the tush-push. So it looks like the Philadelphia Eagles are going to continue to convert on third and fourth and one over and over and over again. And that's okay. There's no significant injury increase on the tush-push on these QB sneaks. Eagles are just really good at running it. And you shouldn't punish teams for just being good at what they do. So maybe we see the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl this year in Las Vegas. Maybe we see the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl in 2027 in LA. We have had it announced that SoFi Stadium, the Los Angeles Rams, Los Angeles Chargers home stadium, will be hosting the Super Bowl in 2027. 2026 is going to be in California once again at the 49ers Stadium, Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. And then in 2025, it's going to be in the Superdome in New Orleans. So Vegas, New Orleans, back-to-back California. We've got some beautiful, beautiful Super Bowls coming up soon. Cannot wait to see who ends up making this in 2024. The playoffs are heating up, both in real life and in fantasy football. Best of luck to every single one out of, one of you out there. I will see you next time. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.